0: Who in here likes word puzzles? Yep. No, you don't like word puzzles. All right. For those of you that do like word puzzles, what do you like about word puzzles? The, word. the words and the puzzle part. Perfect. Okay. So my wife and I, Iris, she's with us tonight because our daughter gets to uh, stay with the grandparents. So Iris got to come to bedtime stories. So. Uh, She and I like word puzzles a lot as well, Um, totally unrelated to this in in part. But we were talking the other day, and we're like, you know, the the Old Testament kind of gets a bad rap. Like, most people these days want to focus on the New Testament. They want to hear what Paul had to say. They want to hear what Christ had to say. Super valid stuff. But one of the things that we've been talking about in our own devotions over the last six months or so is really how important it is to understand the Old Testament in relation to how it affects how we read the New Testament. So we have been reading Numbers as a family, which is a really exciting book to read together as a family. Um, Actually, there are some really cool things in there. But I wanted to go through with you guys in Bedtime Stories, um, a very special Psalm. And a way that we can look at it is it's a little bit like a word puzzle. So if you're tracking and you wanna follow along For the rest of tonight's bedtime story, open your Bibles to Psalms 119. You don't have to. I'm going to read it, but it would be worth your while because we're going to spend some time here over the next few days. So what makes Psalm 119 a word puzzle? Does anyone know? This is like free AL8 type question. If you can answer why, if anyone can tell me why this is, Psalms 119 is like a word puzzle right out of the gate. I will buy you an AL8 tomorrow night at the Snacketeria. Or cheese fries, or both. I don't think you're going to get it. So, is that real? Is that it's that expensive these days? Holy smokes. Okay. All right. Maybe not Levi. All right. You want to explain what that is to everybody? Okay. But you're, yeah. So, Psalms 119, if you see, it's broken into sections that have eight verses in a section, right? And above each section, you see these Hebrew words. And it goes from Aleph to Bet to Gimel to Dalit all the way down. So, there are eight verse chunks of Psalm 119 that represent each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And all of the words in that start with that letter when it's read right to left. So... The cool thing that I wanted to show us about this, just for a second, is like, just when you think that the Old Testament is old and dusty, you come back to it again and you go, wow. These guys, like, they were artists, and it was beautiful, and they were having fun, and like, this is incredible music. Um, So that's why we're going to spend some time in Psalms 119, and tonight we're going to look at, starting with verse 65 of Psalms 119, And just kind of pick it apart for a minute. Let us sit with this for a second, and then uh, we'll go to bed. All right? So, from the section of Teth, You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. So teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good, so teach me your statutes. The insolent smear me with lies, but with my whole heart, I keep your precepts. Their heart is unfeeling like fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes, for the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold or silver pieces." So one of the things that I like to do when I'm studying Scripture like this, and it's something that I would encourage you to do as you go along. I understand from, uh, from Paul and Britton that as we dig more and more into our morning time, we're going to go back to how do we study Scripture and how do we really like make it a part of our lives. This is something that I like to do. You can see my notebook if you want after. But I'll write out the whole passage, and then I'm going to go in and I'm going to sub-translate between the lines certain words so that it makes it more real to me. So again, starting with verse 65, you've dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. So you've dealt well with me, your servant. I'm serving you as you said you would according to your word in Scripture. This was a promise that you gave me from before. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. I'm putting my trust and my belief in you, Lord, so teach me what is good. Before, when I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. We're going to see again what it means to be afflicted, but in this case, afflicted means outside of what God's law is. But now I keep your word. So in verse 67, we see the psalmist saying, there was a point in my life when I was not living the way that I knew that I should have been, but now that I do. So between the lines we can read into that, there's been repentance there. You, O Lord, are good and you do good. So teach me your statutes that I may be good and do good also. That's the understood. If you're good and you do good for me, even in my affliction, teach me your ways so that I may do good and be good as well. For the insolent, the wicked, those that want to tear me down, they smear me with lies. But yet unwavering with my whole heart, I will keep your precepts. For the heart of the insolent is unfeeling like fat, all right? But I delight in your law. So the psalmist here is pointing out again, those that are not keeping the laws of the Lord have no feeling, emotion. They, uh, they're unfeeling like, flat, like fat. like And they're talking about the fat that would be taken off of an animal and put on the altar. But I delight in your law. So this is where, this is going to tie 67 and 71 together. So pay attention for a second. For it is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might yet learn from your statutes. And then we finish up this bit of poetry tonight with this. For the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold or silver pieces. We're going to unpack a little bit more of the meaning of the Old Testament law and why it's important to us later on in the week as we have this time together. But the thing that I want us to look at tonight is this. Let's look just specifically at 67 and 71. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. So there was a point in my life when I wasn't keeping your commandments, God, and I was astray. But there was something that happened in my life. And now, because of repentance, I do keep your word. And whatever that thing was in my life, we learn later, it was good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn from your statutes. So... Digging into this, like the the word "afflicted" here in Hebrew can be translated as "humbled." So there was some something that physically happened, emotionally happened to the psalmist that humbled him before God. For there was a time before that where I was straying from God, and it was from God that I was brought low in, a, in humble obedience, in order that I learn from my mistakes and learn from God's statutes. So as we close tonight, I want to kind of set the stage up for where you're going with your evening devotions. And it's this Britain spoke to us this evening from Colossians three in a beautiful and amazing way. And some of you have already begun to respond to the way the Holy Spirit's pulling on your hearts because of things that, you know, have happened in your own lives and choices that you've made. Let it be an encouragement tonight as you go into your dorms and begin to talk about some of that and some of those things that God's doing in your life to know this. The psalmist himself in this incredibly complex word puzzle of a beautiful poem that we have in the Old Testament, no wasted words, the voice of God himself speaking to us through Scripture as an artist says this, I was afflicted and went astray, but now I keep your word. So a moment of my life brought me low and humbled me. It brought me to repentance. Some of you are already at those places where you're beginning to respond. You're, you're listening to what, what Britain says when he says, you need to come up here and you need to lay face down. You need to get in a place before God where you can be brought low and humbled. The encouragement of this is later on, and it says, it was good that I was brought low because I can learn from the mistakes that I made. Right. It hurts. And that's okay. We don't live there. We don't stay there. But there are things that we've done in our lives that we're not proud of, all of us. But that's not where we're staying, because we have a beautiful reconciling father who wants to draw you closer into his loving heart.